Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode nine of the Making Meaningful Income podcast. So before I get started today, I was just jamming out. I got a hunch. I like lo-fi. If anyone doesn't know what lo-fi is, it's like a really chill music. It's like low-fidelity, so like low-quality, so you hear like raspiness and stuff. It kind of sounds like an old record. Amazing. Um, Just good like chill music. I was preparing the podcast with that. And then I like Disney piano songs, like really love Disney piano. Pretty songs with like a background classical piano and I like study and stuff to it just like a good background so I'm like oh my god I do like lo-fi and I do like Disney piano so I searched in lo-fi Disney songs and you guys have to check this the first song on here is just cute swimming from Nemo but it's the lo-fi version and it I lost it it's amazing so it's on YouTube it's Disney songs but it's lo-fi Disney songs but it's lo-fi it's 106 minutes exactly and you got to find it and it is just gonna make you so happy So with that, I bring you today's topic. We are talking about investing in yourself. This is a really important topic. It's important for anything you do. It doesn't matter what you do with your life. It doesn't matter how you make money, who you spend your time with, or how you spend your money. It doesn't matter. Investing in yourself is really important, and it's something you have to understand if you really want to create an extraordinary life. All right, so just to start off, I looked up the definition of just investments. I think it's kind of fun just to like break it down exactly what that means. An investment is the dedication of an asset, so like time or money, to attain an increase in value over a period of time. So a lot of people think that they're investing in themselves when they're doing, like spending money on a car would be like, I'm investing in myself, I feel good about it. But that might not necessarily be an investment in yourself if it doesn't increase value over time in your life. I'm not saying that no car ever bought wasn't an investment in yourself, but just kind of be aware that Not everything that you spend money on is an investment. And there's a lot of things that we spend money on that we think are cool in the moment that actually end up hurting us over time. All right. And then just take it one step further. I looked up what investing in yourself is, and it's the practice of making yourself into a more experienced, well-rounded person through different tasks, goals, and activities. All right. And then there's a lot of different assets that we can invest in ourselves like time, money, energy. And I just want to list off some different ways that we can invest in ourselves. So learning. Learning is clearly (laughs) a way that we're going to get returns over time. We can do things like professional courses. We can go to college. We can go to community college. We can read books. Uh, You can even go on YouTube, go on to Udemy. If anyone's ever heard of Udemy, it's a website where you can buy a course at a very reasonable price for anything. Um, You can get a certification, like from a life coach school certification, and you can listen to podcasts. Those are just a few. That's not an extensive list. Another way that you can invest in yourself is with coaching or therapy. So I'm going to kind of go over the difference between coaching and therapy. In my opinion, it gets to be kind of a gray zone sometimes. And I just had a conversation with five coaches this morning and we were talking about the line and we kind of all came to the conclusion that sometimes coaching can kind of cross that line between therapy. And it's really important to recognize too, that like a good life coach is always going to set their boundary very clear that they are not a licensed therapist and they should not be helping with clinical issues. But with that said, it's kind of sometimes difficult to determine when anxiety is a clinical issue, when like depressed feelings are a clinical issue and stuff like that, maybe past trauma. So we try to walk a very cautious line 
And in coaching, it's not a licensed field. It's non-regulated. So the best coaches are the ones who take that very seriously and make sure that they're being responsible with their clients and not misleading them or giving them any kind of advice or anything like that that they shouldn't be giving. All right. So I could do a whole episode on the difference between coaching and therapy, but I can just kind of give you the main gist here and you can get the idea. Um, Before I do that, though, I do want to say that investing in your mental health, I personally believe to be the most important kind of investment you can make in your entire life. The reason I believe this is because when you do anything in life, it's because of an emotion that you're experiencing or you hope to experience. So your mental health kind of is like the gatekeeper to anything you're going to do or not do. Uh, Literally every result that you create in your life is created because of your, how healthy your mind is and how much you're managing your mind. So I believe it's the best investment you can ever make. That's why I've decided to go into this field. And that's why I also believe it's so important to talk about our feelings and our thoughts when I'm talking about finding a meaningful job, because it's so important that you do that without those things being in health, you're never going to have any kind of a job, let alone a meaningful one that pays a lot and supports you outside of work. So invest in your mental health, everyone. All right. So the difference between a therapist and a life coach. So I'm going to start with therapists. Therapists are obviously trained healthcare professionals. So they're trained in mental health. They're licensed. Typically, they have at least a master's degree, from my understanding, um, and then a bunch of clinical hours to get licensed. They typically focus on the past and on healing, so like clinical issues that need healing, and they deep dive into the past. Obviously, they're treating mental health conditions, mental health illness, and they are providing advice and suggestions to on what you should do you know, to get better. And then life coaches are going to focus on more so the present and moving forward. Life coaches don't have to have any kind of licensing or certification, so I don't even want to throw that in there. A lot of them do. I'm getting a certification. This will be my second one, and I have a four-year degree in psychology, so like a lot of life coaches have education, but they're not licensed in mental health, typically. We work with our clients to unlock their potential, to get any kind of uncovered like beliefs that are there that are holding them back, and we typically let the client use their own wisdom to determine their own answers and solutions. It's not typical that a life coach is going to give advice. A lot of people think that I just give advice all day and that's really not what I'm doing. Um, I guess the best way to put it is a life coach is someone who shows you how your mind is working from a neutral space that's non-judgmental, so that you can decide how you wanna act, move forward, what you wanna believe, stuff like that. With therapy, you're kind of going from like a, they want, I don't like this term, but they say non-functioning to functioning. So it's like a negative, 10 to a zero, if you want to put like numbers to it, just so you can get a visual. And then in life coaching, you're going from like a zero to a 10. So the reason I didn't get into the clinical world and do therapies, because I wanted to help people create really compelling futures. And to me, life coaching just seemed like it was more on that track. Um, And then just to note too, both therapy and life coaching is going to provide that neutral, non-judgmental space that's supportive. And yeah, it's it's going to be non-judgmental and like a safe space, I want to say. So that's really important. They're both going to hold space in a good way. They're both going to uh, make sure that you feel safe and secure and be really on your side. But one focuses more on the past and mental health issues, and one focuses more on the future and getting you to like a really extraordinary life. So hopefully that helps. Um, I know there's like a lot of confusion with the word life coach and people think I'm like, again, just giving advice or like people are like, well, how do you know how to help people through divorce? who have never been through divorce before. It's like, I'm not giving someone advice on their marriage. I'm showing them how relationships should work. And then I'm taking a third party perspective so that when they're telling me things, I can pull out the facts versus their thoughts. And that's really powerful, regardless of if I've been married or how many years I've worked in the profession. <laughs> All right. So another uh, way that you can invest in yourself is working on your physical health. So I've done a lot of research on this. I took a class in 
uh, my undergraduate psychology degree. It was called health psychology, and it pretty much focuses on the brain-body connection. It's like where medicine meets psychology. So it was a pretty cool class, and it was cool. It pretty much just says what we all know, right? The body and the brain are connected. They are one. How we treat our body is how we, we feel, really, and how we think and how well we think and how healthy our brain is. So invest in your physical health, everyone. There is a uh, it's an experiment in psychology. I think it's called Stairmaster versus Depression. Um, don't quote me entirely on this because I read this about three years ago, but I found it really interesting. They did a test where they had people go on antidepressants and then they had people, they were depressed people um, that used a Stairmaster, I believe it was 30 minutes a week for like 33 sessions, three brisk sessions like that something that wasn't that hard or strenuous. And they found that over six months, the people who had been on the Stairmaster doing the exercise were just as le- just as less depressed, <laughs> if that makes sense, as the people uh, who were on antidepressants. So exercise is really important for your physical and men- mental health. Please do it. Take it seriously. Just go on like three 30-minute brisk walks a week if that's all you can do, do it. Um, and you will definitely get a ton of rewards from that time investing in yourself. All right. Another way that we can invest in ourselves is our time. So sleep. <laughs> this is another one with depression. I could go all day long on how sleep and mental health is affected. The big one with sleep, if anybody wants any mental health advice, is just that you should be on a sleep schedule. Try to get on like go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every day. The number of hours you have, there's so many studies on it. It varies from like five to 10. So whatever you feel comfortable with, it's your body, but just get on a schedule. The reason being is that your circadian rhythms and your brain need to sync up and that's really good for your mental health and your brain to be functioning and getting the right amount of energy it needs. So sleep is a fantastic way to invest in yourself with your time. Also, another one that's fantastic, please, 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 if you are overwhelmed, if you feel overwhelmed in your life or like the world's crashing down on you or you already have, you always have like a lot of stuff going on, invest in some scheduling time once a week. Just do it once a week. There's a program in the life coaching school that I'm in and they say just spend one hour a week writing down everything you need to do and then cross out anything that doesn't need to be done that week and put everything else in your calendar. And everyone thinks that that's constricting and it's a waste of time to do that and you're going to hate it and not do it. But I'm telling you, if you invest that hour and time in yourself once a week, it is so freeing because you no longer have a to-do list floating around on a piece of paper somewhere you're chasing down or even worse in your mind. You will not believe how much you get done because you've invested one hour of time in yourself and your schedule a week. So that's a really good place to make an investment in yourself. All right, the last one I'm going to touch on, and this is not the last way to invest in yourself by any means, but is money, 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 money. All right, this one's really important because there's a saying I heard once, those who pay, pay attention. Um, So the guy was talking about, he runs a $50,000 inner circle group. It's like a coaching group of business owners. And he said that he's invited like dozens of his family and friends for free to this inner circle and they never get results. But the people who have to pay (laughs) $50,000 over the six months always get results. And I found this to be true in my own coaching. So a lot of people want to get stuff for free or they want to get a discount on it. And I find that that actually hurts the person who's getting the discount, ironically. When I first started coaching, I was doing free sessions and I found that people would not really do the work I was telling them. When they came, they would like not bring their full selves to the session. And it seems to me that the more I've started charging, the more that people have been getting out of my coaching. So it's really interesting. And people have so much weirdness going on in their head about charging and and money. You know, we did that whole episode on money and we're going to have a bunch more episodes of money in the future. But um, it's really important that when you're investing in yourself, money is like a fantastic way to get serious about it. For example, I spent over $20,000 on my four-year degree. I would would say more than that, just in the last two years. And then I spent $21,000 
on a life coaching certification course, which by the way, best education I've ever had in the world. I would never, I would pay more. I tell everyone, I I would literally tell everyone now that I'm in it, I would have paid 30 grand. Just saying that because I brought that money to the table, like I just spent a car, right? A brand new vehicle on a life coaching program because I brought that money to the table. That's the energy I've brought to this coaching program. And I've been stepping out of my comfort zone so much because I have a $21,000 price tag on how serious I am about it. So if you're ever thinking about investing in coaching or in a class or a course, cheaper is not always better. And literally, even if the quality of the course was lower, but you paid a decent amount for it, you're probably going to get more out of that course than a free course that's extremely high in value. All right, so just want to put this out. Most people stop investing in themselves after high school or college. Like we all know people who get their degree and then they just stop learning and they don't really progress and they stay in the same job and they don't really have a desire to invest in themselves anymore. Like they'll put money into like a 401k or buy some nice things, but they don't really invest in their own human capital. And that's kind of the part of the old American dream that I'm not a huge fan of. Like let's go to college, get a job that pays well, and then you can just relax. And there's like nothing wrong with relaxing, but you can also still be growing as a person and taking courses and learning and growing and stepping out of your comfort zone. I think people think that when like, this is how America paints it, right? At least in my country, that the American dream is going to be, oh, I go to college and now I can just kind of have it easy and relax. And the whole dream becomes relaxing. I can't wait till I'm 60 so I can just relax on a beach. And it's like, that's not right. You want to keep investing in yourself all lifelong. And that's where meaning comes from, right? As long as you're moving forward. Once you stagnate, even if you are comfortable, you're not going to be fulfilled. So it's really important to not have the fallacy that you should just stop investing in yourself. If you get a job and it's comfortable, like always be uncomfortable getting into new territory and spending some, some resources on you. So this is a big part too with the money. Like people don't want to invest money in themselves and then they'll go out and literally spend $20 a day in cigarettes or go buy like a $40,000, not even more than that. Geez, I sold cars, like a $65,000 SUV. That's like a mid quality one, probably like an $80,000 lifted truck, right? And then like they're not progressing as a human. So it's really important. It's so funny to see how people value things. All right, so I do want to throw a story in here. I I sold, I don't know why I did this, you guys. I've been on a journey, man. But I sold door-to-door home security systems for a summer. It was actually this summer, like for three weeks. I tried it. I'm like, why am I doing this? But long story short, I ended up selling this security system to this um, married couple. It was a wife. She was home. She wanted it. It was $70 a month for like 60 months. And then it was like literally $15 a month, something outrageously low. And she was literally getting all these sensors, cameras, um, alarms, security all the way around the house, like monitoring everything you can imagine for your house, $70 a month. And she signed the paper. We got it, everything. The installers came and the husband got home and the husband had originally been okay with it. But then he looked at the paperwork and he flipped his shit. And I couldn't believe it because I got to know the wife pretty well. We were talking for like three hours. You know, he said it was okay for the security and all this stuff. And we were just talking while everything was going through. They had just spent like $60,000 on a brand new truck. And he was spending $930 a month on the truck payment. You guys, $930 a month on a truck payment. That's not including insurance or gas, just for one vehicle. And he had just retired. And then they looked, he got home, he looked at this paperwork and freaked out over $70 a month. And I just thought it was like a really funny analogy to where people don't spend money and have sense whatsoever when they're like valuing things. (laughs) There's no sense to it. People get emotional. And I just thought it was funny. So 
Imagine you doing this now, right? You're probably spending, at least in Michigan, we have the highest insurance prices in the country. Probably at least like 300 bucks a month on your car. You're spending like $800 a month on rent if it's cheap. Like what, 100 bucks a month on gas, 200 bucks a month on insurance. And then whatever else you blow money on, like 50 bucks a week on alcohol and vaping. And then you look at a course for $2,000, it's going to actually help you grow as a person and going to pay you dividends like for the rest of your life. And you're like, I'm not going to spend that. So just be aware, like we don't really make sense with our valuing sometimes. So spend the money on yourself, invest in yourself. It'll always be worth it. And I guarantee you, even if you spend like $10,000 on a course, it's going to be better for you than spending $50 a week on alcohol for a year. So just keep that in mind. We're weird how we value. Don't let your brain trick you into thinking that lower level things that release dopamine are more important than slow burner investments. And then I do want to say this. I learned this in the psych hospital. I, at least I saw it personally with a lot of firsthand stories in the psych hospital. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is definitely not selfish. In order to be able to take care of other people, you have to be investing and taking care of yourself. You have to. What I saw in the psychiatric hospital a lot was when I, especially when I worked in the woman's ward, because they are um, usually caretakers by nature and they're taking care of other people at the expense of themselves. So what would happen is that a mother would be taking care of her kids, her uh, immediate family, her parents, everyone. And she wouldn't be taking care of herself. And then she would literally go into a mental health crisis because she couldn't handle it, right? All the stress of taking care of everyone else but yourself, which is normal to go into a crisis if that's what's going on. But I just want to point out that self, people think that it's really selfish to like invest in yourself. People would look at me and go, you invested $21,000 in a course for yourself and you're living at home with your parents. Like, couldn't you be chipping in more or something? And I don't think that it's selfish because because I'm investing in myself, I will be able to take care of them in the future. So it's just a more long-term planning. So imagine, you know, a woman that has three kids goes into the psychiatric hospital because she wasn't taking care of herself. Now she's literally involuntarily admitted to a psychiatric hospital for two weeks and somebody else has to like emergency take care of her kids. So she's not able to take care of herself or her family because she wasn't taking care of herself. So please get rid of any stigma that investing in yourself is selfish. What's actually selfish is the opposite ignoring your own personal needs is really quite selfish because if you do that, you won't be good for anyone else or yourself. And then you're going to become dependent on other people. So if you have a job that you absolutely resent and you're filled with negative emotion, and the only way that you can tolerate your life is by drinking it away every night or getting really drunk on the weekends, that's selfish. <laughs> Investing $10,000 of your $40,000 salary in a course or in an education that's going to help you support a family in the future isn't selfish a bit. All right, so I'm just going to wrap it all up, and I hope that this was a really helpful episode, and I'm going to take all the important points again because there's some really good stuff in here. So one, invest money in yourself. Any money that's invested in something that's going to earn you uh, value over time is better than any money that's used on immediate gratification, which we use all the time, myself included. Two, please invest time in a schedule or some kind of goal planning or planning in general, any kind of planning. Planning your future ahead, even if it's just your week on a schedule, is going to pay you so much dividends. The most valuable asset you're ever going to have is your time. It's worth way more than your money. It's even worth more than your brain, which is like amazingly powerful. So if you can learn how to save your time and plan it and use it effectively, then you literally unlock the secret to obtaining way more of your most valuable resource. Super important. Make sure that you never stop learning no matter how old you are. Our society, again, it teaches us that we should just be okay with stagnating after 25 or 30, but the opposite's true. Invest in your, imagine if you invested in yourself from 25 to 70, 
how amazing would those dividends pay off and how many lives could you change because you've taken the time to keep investing through a time period where most people don't or after retirement, right? Instead of laying on a beach, what if you go back and take courses and you use all of your experience and then new applied knowledge to like change the world as opposed to retiring in Margaritaville? Before you can give back to others, you have to give to yourselves. So remember, self-care is not selfish. And this is really important too with education. Before you can go and actually make a change in other people's lives, you have to be able to take the time to invest time and education in yourself. In addition to taking care of your mental health and your physical health, make sure that you're educating yourself. There's no way I'd be doing this podcast right now and giving you all this incredible information if I wasn't taking care of myself first. So just remember, it's never selfish to invest in yourself and be becoming a better person at the end of the day. It's always a selfless thing to do that because if you're a better person, you're going to give back and you're going to have more to give back. And what you do give back will be way higher quality than what you have given back if you weren't investing in yourself. All right. And then I just want to finish the episode on one more point. If you're not sure if helping other people is something you're doing to invest in yourself or others, or if it's kind of something that you're doing at expense of yourself, just ask yourself this question. Is what you're doing wearing yourself out or is it giving you energy? If it's constantly wearing you out to be making dinner every single night for your family, then that might not be time that you want to be spending anymore the way that you're spending it. Maybe you could ask somebody else to help out and then you could go read a book or learn something about yourself. So just kind of watch for that. Cause a lot of people think that I am investing in myself and my family if I'm cooking dinner every night, but if it's totally wearing you out and draining you, maybe that actually is a time where you need to take your own time and actually invest in yourself, not at the expense of you. Um, so just as a nice little tip, make sure that what you're doing is energizing you instead of wearing you out. All right. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to invest in yourself tonight and finish this podcast all the way through. If you still haven't done it by now, go and check out that Disney lo-fi and remember to just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you guys later.